kids never behave out of fear. They behave when they feel loved and they feel safe and they feel respected. So if we are trying to discipline them and shame them and put fear into them, that's not helping them behave. Hey, we're Shan and Ryan Tripp, parents of five on a journey to discover what it takes to raise great humans while enjoying the heck out of life along the way. Sometimes it's easy to let the weight of everyday life, parenting, marriage, finances, get in the way. But what we found is that as you break out of the norm and do life a little bit differently, a whole new world can open up to you. So if you're ready, we would love to invite you on this journey with us as we pull back the curtains and have a whole lot of fun along the way. And it's true what they say, life's a trip. This is our story. How will you write yours? Let's go. Welcome back to the Life's a Trip podcast. It's your host, Shannon and Ryan. Hey guys, another week, another beautiful day. Happy Tuesday. We hope wherever you are in the world, you're having a great day. And we hope to make that day a little brighter and a little happier. Yep. And you over guys, the next 20 minutes. <laughs> we just thanks. Thanks for joining us. We know that, you know, maybe you're on a walk, maybe you're in the car, maybe you're cleaning your house, whatever you're doing, we recognize that you're taking time out of your day to spend it with us. And we just really appreciate that. We hope this episode can bless you. We got a lot of feedback after our last episode talking about, you know, kids getting sick and I, we don't ask this much, but if you are enjoying this, we would love if you'd leave a review for us. Because it just, you know, it's really encouraging to us knowing that you're listening and the things that you guys have said to us so far, we just, we want you to know that we care and we read them and we appreciate it. Wonderful. Wonderful. (laughs) Shannon, what are we talking about today? What the heck are we talking about today? Okay. I hope you guys are going to like this one. This is a, this is a very asked for episode one that I could probably do, you know, 50 episodes on because, you know, you know, back in the day, a long time ago when I, before I started, before I pushed public on Instagram, one of the reasons I wanted to share more online was to encourage moms to kind of lean into the more positive parenting, gentle parenting space, because I've just found so much joy and and comfort in that type of parenting And, you know, I've seen things as an ER nurse, how life can just be gone in a second. And I guess I just have such a desire for moms to feel so much joy in their role as a mom. So today, I I think part of that, the problem uh, is that sometimes kids are hard and it's challenging and they fight and they misbehave. And so how as parents are we supposed to, quote unquote, discipline them? And I think that's what we should talk about today. And I I don't like that word discipline. Same. Because it just seems heavy handed. So let's change (laughs) it to teaching. Oh my gosh. Because, don't worry, everyone says that. It's not me that came up with that. Oh, dang it. Um, But you know, discipline is teaching. So I think discipline is not punishment. And and I think that that's important for parents to kind of like reframe because if we're thinking of discipline being punishment, well, kids never behave out of fear. They behave when they feel loved and they feel safe and they feel respected. So if we are trying to discipline them and shame them and put fear into them, 
that's not helping them behave. But that happens, right? There's a lot of different parenting styles. What was that? We watched a show on on uh, TV the other oh, day. That's right. And it was sh- highlighting the different uh, parenting styles. And there's the discipline. I forget all the names, but there's the disciplinary, and there's the the hands off, and there's the helicopter. And, yeah, yeah. And then there's the positive parents. So, so you've selected positive. We've <laughs> selected positive. Well, what does that mean? Well, and I don't think that it has to. You know, it's just. I mean, it's just kind of a general guideline for parents. I don't know what all of them are. If I'm being honest, I've read a few parenting books. I've learned as much as I could, but mostly I just do what feels good and right for our family. And so maybe I cross over into different, you know, philosophies of parenting. I don't really know, but I like to think that the positive, gentle, um, approach is kind of what we, what we've chosen and it's worked out really well for our kids. Don't you think? It, we, it has. And I just want to point out, I, on the other hand, have read several Stop it. Books. I have the entire canonical volumes of all the philosophies of positive parenting. <laughs> They're leather bound in my office and it smells of rich mahogany. And, um, and after uh, an intense study, I have also landed on the positive, uh, nurturing, loving parenting. But you know what you naturally, like you innately are that way. Yeah. So it's been easy for you. That's true. And, so yeah. And I think some, I think some people grow up in homes that they're like, man, that didn't feel good. I didn't like to be spanked. Or I remember going to my room all the time, or my parents yelled a lot and we, we genuinely don't want to do the same pattern. You know, we, we don't want as maybe some of, maybe some people do, but for the most part, I think that as a, as a whole, we're kind of leaning away from that, realizing that, oh, maybe that isn't the best way to go about this. So, so in this podcast episode, how do you help the parent who was brought up in a more strict environment, uh, maybe didn't like it or didn't see the benefit or wants to be more positive, wants to be more teaching with the kids, but maybe doesn't, you know, have that in their nature or doesn't have the the toolkit. Yeah. That's what I was saying is I'm sure that is super challenging. You know, I'm not going to act like I know what you should do because I'm sure that's like really, really hard to have grown up like that and have that be a part of your personality and a part of, you know, what you're used to. But I will say that we are, you know, we are never our past. Like what we've been through can really, we can use it for our benefit no matter what it is. So I would say that we could for sure, you know, you know that that didn't feel good and you don't want to do that to your kids we all have a choice no matter how big or small, young or old our kids are to make changes. So I guess if it's, if it's your desire to make a change and kind of lean more into the, like, I don't, it doesn't feel good when I yell, or it doesn't feel good when I spank them or like shutting them in their room, that doesn't feel good. Or maybe you're like, man, we've got to change something because our kids are not responding to whatever we're doing. I think that we just, I mean, we just always stay curious about that. And I think that that's something over the years that we've just kind of had to shift and move, but realize that it's never too late. It's never too late to make a change. So what does that look like? One of our kids misbehaves, um, does something naughty and how do we not discipline, but teach? Yeah. Well, you know, kids have such big emotions. This is something, something I've learned just as a mom of five kids have big emotions in their little teeny bodies and kids should be allowed to stay kids and we need to stay adults. And I think that's part of the problem. Does that make sense? 
like when our kids are misbehaving and they have big old emotions, we kind of like want to match that, you know, they're throwing a fit in, in the store and you're embarrassed and you're like, I want to throw a fit and tell the, you know, grab them by the, the, where are you going to grab them? <laughs> grab them by the, I've seen parents grab them by the ears. I know. And you see that too. <laughs> Isn't it always so awkward when you're in a public setting and you just see this mom just going nuts on one of her kids. It's sad. It's really sad. And because, it's embarrassing for everybody. Because how is, and, and it's okay if you've ever done this, I it's mean, okay. Our kids can push us to that breaking point sometimes, <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta keep your, your cool and they mirror the way that you act, right? You always say that. So it totally. doesn't, in that moment, you're like, I don't think that's going to help to like yell back at your child and like throw the ice cream at them. <laughs> well, because again, it's like, it's like, what example are we trying to set for them? And going back to that, it's not punishment, it's teaching. So in that moment, how are we going to teach them to handle that situation? And in order for us to do that, we have to stay the adult. But I think part of that is just respecting them. If we want respect, you you think about the people that you respect most in life. You know, if you're listening, think about the people that you respect very most, like deeply, genuinely respect my guess is they respect you. What do you think, Ray? Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking who, yeah. Who do I have that great respect for? Just kind of going through the list in my head. The people that you feel like it's, it's really, really hard to respect somebody when they don't respect you. And I think that goes for parenting. And so when we respect our kids, big, big feelings, then they feel that respect and then they respect our words and our actions. So something really tangible that we used to do, maybe this is helpful when our kids were little and you know, when they're little, they're always like, they're just kids. And so they're not trying to, they're not trying to ruin your lives. They're just trying to figure it out. So they're going to make messes and they're going to fight and they're going to like do a whole bunch of things that we probably don't want them to do, but they're just learning. And so part of that is, is investing in their learning. So what we would do when they were little, I remember- They are still little. I mean, yes. What, how little are you talking about here? Well, I guess I'm thinking of like when our girls who are now, you know, 12, 10 and eight, when they were like five, three and one. Okay. Okay. So let's let's go back to that. I mean, you're in it, you guys. If you have a five, three and one year old, you are in it. <laughs> you know, nobody's selfish sufficient yet. Everybody's trying to learn how to share and how to be nice and how to not sit on their brother or sister. They're making messes. Nobody can do anything really on their own. So good job. Good job. Keep your head up. You're doing great. But this time of your life is such an investment. And I think that we're just peaking on, on the other side of like, oh, it's worth it. You know, it's worth the investment. So something that we would do a lot um, is as soon as our kids would have any sort of conflict, whatever it was, we would just gently, very gently and calmly take them to this bench. And we just had this bench in our house. It was the same bench every single time. And I think we named it. I wish I remembered the name of the bench, but it was a safe place for the kids. The positive parenting bench. (laughs) There was no, there was no yelling on the bench. There was no fighting on the bench. There was only love and space for them to learn. So it was on their level. So they would sit on the bench and we would 
did you ever do this or was it only me? I think maybe you did a few I, times. I, I think I was maybe sitting on the bench sometimes <laughs> and you would get down and talk to me. But it's an opportunity for you to get on their level and for them to know this is a safe place for them. So the difference between a sibling conflict and then, you know, yelling and shutting them in their rooms, they're not learning anything from that. They don't learn anything from that, from shame and fear. But when we can get on their level and we can allow them to talk to us. So very first validating, like, tell me, you know, how you're feeling. Like you must be really mad to have hurt your sister like that. What's making you so upset? That's validating their feelings right away. And now this takes this takes a good deep breath from a parent to be able to yeah, do this sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, this is like, we're not perfect as parents and we struggle ourselves. So, but with, you know, with raising kids and to try to do the best you can and nobody's perfect, but we try to be the best parents we can and we try to be good. You just got to have some patience, take a deep breath. And sometimes like you don't, and sometimes, sometimes you're you like, can't do it. Yeah. I literally can't do this. And so there were sometimes I was like, you guys stay on this bench and I'll come back when, yeah. when mommy's ready to Mom's going to go take a couple laps around the house. <laughs> because I'm really upset right now. So I, but, but the, again, remembering that that bench is a safe place for them. So if I'm not ready to meet them where they're at, then I'm not ready. And they're just going to have to wait for me to get ready. So I think that that's okay too. And sometimes they can see that like, oh yeah, mom's really upset by this. But I love my kids enough to, you know, like leave them. You'll, if you love them, leave them. If That's you what love you them, say. leave them. And the bench is kind of a substitute, I feel like, for timeout. Because you, like you said, we, yes. we've never really done the timeout thing, which I never thought about that until we started raising the kids. But it, it yeah, you know, imagine a big blow up and then or the kids are upset or they're throwing a fit and you're just like, go to your room. Well, it doesn't really, that's kind of the easy thing, but it doesn't really solve anything, does it? Well, because even as adults, that's not very helpful. Um, But as kids, they have, they don't really have the coping skills. They can't work through the problem like adults can. So maybe we should go to our room sometimes and and have some quiet time. But we, we've learned how to work through that ourselves and they don't know how to do that. They need help. So, oh, I was really, really upset mom because she took my toy. And it's like, okay, great. Like it's okay to be mad. You know, that's totally normal. I'm mad too. Like it's okay to be mad, but we can be mad. I always used to say that to my kids. You can be mad, but you can't hurt somebody. Like you can be mad, but you can't be mean. Ooh, that's what I said. You can be mad, but you can't be mean. And, and I think that that's just a very like small, small example of one way that we've kind of disciplined our kids in the past. But to wrap that up, they go on the bench, we take a big deep breath, we validate their feelings, and then we help them come up with a plan. How do we how do we make this better? I'm not a huge fan of, of forcing kids to say sorry. Have you noticed that? No. Have you I'm learning that on the podcast just like everybody else. But but if you if you think of like all the, you know, the times our kids have had conflicts, do you or I like ever you need to go say sorry? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. It's just, it's just not really, to me, it's not really that helpful. I do think that they should genuinely feel like they want to apologize in some way, but is that words? I'm sorry. I don't think that's helpful. Mm -hmm. I think that it's probably more helpful, at least in my experience and what we've seen is, Hey, that made your sister feel super bad. Is there any way that you maybe could now go like lift her back up? 
Maybe it's giving her back the toy. Maybe it's going and, you know, making her her favorite treat. But like, how helpful is that as adults to be like, I messed up. How can I now make that up to that person? Yeah. And I think that's a skill a lot of adults probably don't have still. We're just learning and growing, trying to figure this out as we go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not easy. What, it's what's not the saying? Easy. Being a good being a good parent isn't easy. Is that a saying? I mean, yeah, that's definitely a saying. <laughs> being, being a bad parent is isn't easy either. I heard I heard the other day, um, only well, good parents. What is it? I think we have already said this before, but like, parenting is hard for good parents or something like that. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm. That's is what that I was what reaching for. At? Yeah, okay. parenting is hard, but it's especially hard for good parents or something. I, implying that like. If you're intentional as a parent, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult, but like, yeah, we, we all want to do the best that we can. Yeah. We're all just trying we to do the best we can. Kids. And we, but I think it, it really does. It's so powerful as a parent to just lean into intention. You know, everything's intentional. And especially as your kids are younger, it's going to be worth it as they grow. Because now, I mean, how I, in fact, I don't even know if we've ever put Jack on the bench. Because he's just kind of helped learn from his siblings how to resolve conflict on their own. And that's something that they'll eventually do is as you talk to them on the bench and, or whatever it looks like for you, whatever you guys decide, you know, if this is something that's intriguing to you, they, they learn how to resolve conflict because you were there helping guide them. And over time they've learned more and they've learned more to now at the point where me and Ryan sometimes look at each other and we're like, figure it out. Like we're not a part of this anymore. You know, you guys are big enough to figure this out on your own. So go figure it out and come back and tell us how it went. <laughs> yeah. Jack's not riding the pine. He's, he's, he's about such a sweet boy. the best thing. Yeah. He's just a little ball of sunshine. I don't think he's ever sat on that bench ever. He's got such a good nature, but he does often. Here's another one. He'll sometimes really want something at a store mm. to the point where he might start to get, you know, yeah. I guess you could say throw a fit. Although again, throw a fit. I've never seen Jack throw a fit. <laughs> yeah, I know. He but puts his head back like this or no, he puts it. Yeah. He puts his head back he just, like, like gets this sad. and he just goes and he just starts kind of like, <laughs> yeah, kind of gets kind of maybe whiny, but yeah. one of the, the parent hacks that I saw you do a couple of years ago and I was like, Oh, that's good. Is if he wants something, he'll say, Hey Jack, we can't get it right now, but let's take a picture of it. And we can either come back another day or maybe we can try to get that for your birthday or Christmas. Yes. And then it kind of is like giving them a little something like, oh, cool. Like I might get this, but like it's not today. But you know why that works is because you're, you're listening to them. You're validating them. And you're like, I see that you really want this. So I'm going to take a picture of it. So mom can remember that you wanted this. I mean, chances are they'll forget, but. That's what you're hoping is that they forget, (laughs) especially if it's an expensive item. But yeah, we say, we say no, no, no so much as parents and that's exhausting. And so it, that's a good different way to spin it rather than just being like, no, no, you can't have it. No, no, no. And sometimes you have to do that, but I like that. Let's take a picture of it. We'll come, exactly. we'll come back to it. We'll look at it another time. I think when we, when we focus, I mean, this has kind of changed everything for me. When we focus on the struggle that the kid is having rather than the behavior, generally the outcome is easier and better. Because when you're focusing on what really just validating them, how are you feeling? What's the problem? Let me hear from you. 
Sometimes that's all they need. Sometimes that's all I need in my life. I'm like, anyone out there that can like talk to me about my struggles, you know, like sometimes right, right when, here. Me and, when me and you I'm talk, right <laughs> when me and you talk, have you guys seen that when the, the, the husband's like trying to get the nail out of the forehead and the wife comes and she's like, oh, babe, I'm just really struggling with this. And, you know, he just like goes and pulls the nail out. Sometimes I'm like, I actually just need you to listen to me. And I think sometimes kids just need that too. They don't want us to fix their problems. In fact, sometimes that I, I think that does a disservice, us fixing their problems, helping them learn how to fix their problems and deal with their emotions and handle their emotions because it is just, it's just really, really tricky for kids to feel such big emotions and not know sometimes what to do with them. Yeah. It's a good reminder. I've said it before, but I, for me, I know I can do a better job of putting my phone away or, you know, you get going on your day as a busy parent and it's, it's tricky. It's tricky to stop and just get down on the kids level sometimes and, and just look them in the eyes and maybe give them a hug and just listen to what they have to say. But, but that little effort's going to go a long way. Totally. I think that, you know, there's no perfect way to parent and we most definitely are not perfect. Sometimes I am like, we don't yell really in our, in our home. I don't, I don't think that we're yellers. We're not timeouters. We're not spankers, but there are some times where we are like, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> like we just need a minute. And I think that's totally fine too. But I just feel like creating a safe, comfortable, loving space for your kids to land when they're trying to, to figure out this life. That's one of the greatest gifts that we can give them. And, you know, it's just about trying, trying every day to be just 1% better than the day before. That's it. That's what it's all about. Good yeah. job, honey. You are such a good mom. Oh, You're such you a guys. good example to me. I don't know. I just, I just think that being a mom is the greatest, being a parent, you know, it's just truly the greatest gift that we could ever be given in this life. And I um, never want to take it lightly. And I just always want to stay curious about what it takes to raise great humans. And I think for sure, we're seeing that investing early in teaching rather than disciplining and punishment is definitely a really cool reward that we're being blessed by. There you have it. And listeners, we're going we're gonna to remain curious. And as we continue to learn, we're going to share those things with you on the Life's a Trip podcast. So see you next week. Shannon, anything, any closing line? You know, to wrap up the bench and everything else, when you have, this is, this might be my, my favorite part of this whole podcast. When there is ever sibling conflict or conflict of any kind, ending with some sort of positive, whether it is a, it's a genuine action by a kid, maybe where, where instead of sorry, they go and do something kind for the other one where they actually like sat with that and thought about it, or it's a simple hug, or I love you. Um, one last thing that we used to do is we would set the timer for 30 seconds and they would say something nice about each other for 30 seconds. And if you paused, you lost the game. So you just had to keep like saying, I like your eyes. I like when you play Barbies with me. I like your whatever. And we do it for 30 <laughs> seconds and see if they could do it without a pause. I think it's, some marriages could benefit from that. I think, I think we could. need to do that on our next date night. I think it's just those little things. It's just intention. That's all it is. Intention and 1% better every day. You guys are doing great. And if right now you're like, oh, I could do better. Like, just know that that's a 
you're a great, great parent and your kids are lucky to have you. Our kids need us and we need to be there for them. And that's the challenge. We love you guys. Thank you for being here. You're doing great and we'll see you next week.